Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. Um, I've got a question this week that I'm looking forward to answering. Uh, she says, hi Susan. First of all, thank you for all you do and your hard work. I learned about you and your work while watching a Jeff Walker video on YouTube. I'm just finishing up school to be a health coach, so I'm passionate about healthy living. Even though I've studied nutrition for the past 10 years, I still struggle with my weight. I am definitely an emotional eater. For the past year, I've been focused on educating myself on intuitive eating and emotional eating. For the, mm, it just makes so much sense to me. In fact, I decided a couple of months ago that I was going to base my business on helping women overcome emotional eating. I have so much knowledge in this area. The problem is I'm still 25 pounds overweight, despite my knowledge. I've always said it's not about dieting because that is restriction, which can lead to binges, and it's just fixing the symptoms, not the root of the problem. But again, this doesn't seem to be working for me. I think the perfect formula for weight loss is to eat when you're hungry, stop when you're satisfied, and only eat things that make you feel good and give you energy. But I still overeat, even the good stuff, and I still continue to eat things that don't make me feel good. Ugh, so frustrating. So I feel like I'm needing to change my stance on intuitive eating. I just purchased your 14 day challenge because I need the support and I know that by pulling flour and sugar out of my diet, it will result in weight loss. I have to tell you though that I'm struggling with doing a diet. But I'm also coming to terms that sometimes we need boundaries, especially when we're needing to heal, like lose weight. I would love to hear your take on intuitive eating and emotional eating. Don't you have to get to the root cause of why you're emotionally eating instead of just taking out foods that trigger cravings and binges? I am so ready to move forward in becoming a health coach and help other women, but I feel a bit paralyzed right now because I'm not exactly sure what I believe in anymore, and I'm overweight, so how the hell am I supposed to help others? Again, thanks for your work. I know it's not a coincidence that I found you. I have a strong faith in God and his divine leading in my life, and I believe you have nuggets of wisdom that I can greatly benefit from. Thank you. Mara. Oh, Mara, I just want you to know that I so relate to your question. I did that too. I tried the intuitive eating. I tried, you know, like getting to the root cause of my emotional reasons why I was eating and none of it got me thin and none of it got me feeling particularly free. I mean, I did have moments doing mindful eating where I found my stopping place and I felt like it was a big win that I'd eaten only as much as my body really needed at that moment. And then there were other meals when I was trying just as hard where I couldn't seem to stop eating at, you know, the amount of food that I knew my body needed. And I knew I was overeating, but I wasn't sort of able to control it consistently. Um, yeah. And the like, you know, just eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full, eat only foods that make you feel good thing. It just, it sounds so sane. It just, I felt like that should be the way to do it. And yet I couldn't I couldn't get into a right size body doing that. I knew I was overweight and I knew I was overeating and I was still on and off again crazy with food. And, and you know, what's interesting is I didn't see that huge of a correlation between the emotional healing work that I did um, and my food getting better, which is interesting because like it, you know, your theory is that we're eating over deep rooted emotional issues. And if that were true, as we 
healed those deep-seated emotional issues, our eating should get better. I didn't find that to be true for me. I mean, talking over a period of a decade, like I didn't find that to be true. I was getting weller and weller and weller from an emotional standpoint, and my food was getting worse and my weight was climbing. Um, so I think the hypothesis is wrong. I think your hypothesis that in all cases, people are eating over deep-seated emotional issues is actually not substantiated by the research. Um, I think that today we have a body of research, um, mostly neuroscientific research, that shows that um, the drugs we have in our food supply, sugar and flour, are rewiring people's brains, especially people who are constitutionally, and I mean genetically, more susceptible to those drug foods. Um, and our brains are rewiring to work against us. And that's what my book is about. My book is about exactly how that happens. So the idea that the root cause is the emotional issues, I don't think is actually true in all cases. I think oftentimes we're eating because our brain is demanding us to eat in the same way that it demands that we breathe more. If we're, you know, running quickly upstairs, our brain demands the oxygen that it believes it needs. And sugar and flour in our food supply, combined with the disordered eating patterns of not eating clean meals anymore, and, and by clean I just mean like breakfast, lunch, dinner, but like this kind of catch-as-catch-can eating all throughout the day, you know, eating our last calories right before bed and putting cream in our coffee first thing when we wake up and all that kind of eating has messed up our circadian rhythms, it's messed up our um, digestive cycling, and it's also just rewired our brains. The sugar and flour in our food supply has rewired our brains so that our brains think that we're starving and um, and they're triggering us to have powerful cravings. Now, emotional eating is in the mix too. I believe primarily as we experience both as children, because a lot of our parents fed us, you know, sugar flour-based foods to kind of placate us when we were upset or like causing a stink essentially like they wanted us to be quiet so they gave us crackers or cookies or whatever to just you know placate us um or we did it to ourselves as we were upset or experiencing some kind of emotion we soothed it with food and we you know basically taught ourselves that you know um that emotional uh followed by eating um response pattern so, you know, and I talk about this in, in my book too, how, you know, if, if those are your, if emotions are your cues, then they're your cues. I don't think it's that different than eating over any particular cue. Time of day is a cue for a lot of people, like they get out of work and they swing by a drive-through or a Starbucks or something, or, um, or certain locations are cues, like going to a movie theater and stopping by the snack bar. There's all kinds of cues that trigger people to eat. Emotions are one set of cues. Um, and bright line eating has a, has a, you know, a way to uncouple those cue response patterns. So, um, I, you know, <laughs> I think you're going to find the bright line eating feels pretty effective for you. I'm not sure about that. I think some people who come in for, um, with an intuitive eating, emotional eating sort of preference or leaning or bent, find, you know what, bright line eating actually works for me. Some people find, you know what, bright line eating feels too extreme, too straight jacket-ish, and I don't actually like it. I'd rather just stay a little overweight 
and do it the intuitive eating way. You know, some people are able to marry both in a way that feels good to them. You know, you'll find your path, Mara. But I just, so I just want to challenge your assumption that emotions are always the deepest root. I would posit that for some segment of the population, somewhere between a third and a half of the population, um, the rewiring of the brain by sugar and flour, which act in the brain as drugs, um, ha has co-opted the brain so that it's forcing you to eat, whether you're emotionally uh, well or not, whether you're in a peaceful state of mind or not, you know, in the same way that it's going to demand oxygen, it's going to demand that food. Um, and until you rewire the brain so that it's not demanding excess food, you're sunk. There's no way to triumph over a brain that's that thinks it's starving, that's going to force you to eat more food. So um, I'm curious to find... Uh, I'm curious to hear what you find when you try bright line eating. I'm really curious to hear how it goes for you. I know for me, um, starting to eat this way was a miracle in my life. And um, I'm also curious to see as you go through your bright line eating path, whether you can start to feel like it's more of a lifestyle and a choice and an identity than a diet. Like I don't feel like I'm on a diet at all. I feel like I have the identity of a bright lifer. Um, I do bright line eating. And in the same way that I'm a recovering alcoholic, I'm a sober person, I'm a recovering addict, I'm a clean person, um, and I don't drink and I don't use drugs because that's part of my identity, that's how I take care of myself. Um, in that same way, I don't eat sugar and flour because they're poison to me. I'm not on a diet. I'm not not eating sugar and flour because... I'm on a diet. I don't eat sugar and flour because they're poison to me. Like I, I ingest them and I can feel how they poison my system. So that's not a diet <laughs> at all. Um, that's, you know, that's not a diet in the same way that being a vegetarian is not a diet. You know, when someone's being a vegetarian, they don't say, Hey, you're on a diet. No, it's not a diet. This is a choice based on a really, um, deep, belief structure about who I am and the way my brain works and the way our food system has been co-opted um, and my lack of willingness to partake anymore in the standard American diet because I don't I don't believe in it and it doesn't serve me and I have a brain that's especially sensitive to it. So I'll be curious to see Mara as you try the 14-day challenge whether you know you stop thinking of bright line eating as a diet and start to think of it as more of a lifestyle choice or a belief system or sort of a, a way of living. I know that so many of us here in Bright Line Eating really don't think of it as a diet. So yeah, the intuitive eating thing didn't work for me. Um, and uh, we'll see if Bright Line Eating works for you. It's not for everybody. It, it, it really is not for everybody. But for those of us who've, who've found it to be our way of life, uh, we couldn't be happier. So um, let me know, Mara, would you? Write in and let me know how Bright Line Eating is going for you. Maybe if you see this, comment in the comments down below. It would be great to hear from you. And that's the weekly vlog. Thank you for watching. I can't wait to see you next week. Love you and bye for now.